Game Cola faithful, and welcome to the Game Cola podcast. This is podcast episode number JD2, and I am your Jostis with the mostis, Joseph Martin. And we've got a lovely, perfectly normal podcast for you today, so why doesn't everybody introduce themselves? Wow, I think that was the best introduction we've ever had. It went so smoothly for once. Nobody got confused or anything. Man, this is a great crew to be doing the podcast with. We should do this more often in this perfectly normal episode of the Game Cola podcast happening on today, this day, April 1st, which is a completely ordinary day that doesn't mean anything with any subtext. So hello, thanks for listening to this episode. Um... Let's drop the bit. Let's drop the bit. The bit. We're going to take the bit. Here's the bit. I'm going to put it down. There we go. The bit is down. Uh, hi, it's me, Joseph Martin. And for this April 1st podcast, it's I, I'm doing what Jetty did. Jetty did a podcast where he did it just by himself. But guess what, Jetty? I'm going to do it for reals this time. Jetty, what? A couple minutes of just being like, oh, I guess there's nobody here. No, this is a full April Fool's Day podcast. It's just me. I don't know how good it's going to be. It might be terrible, but it's April Fool's Day. So we'll just we'll just see how that goes. I do have notes. Well, because <laughs> there's no one to discuss or suggest topics, so I've got notes. And I'm going to tell you about some video game news and discussion, question mark. We'll see how it goes. Um, So let's just do it. Let's do the thing. Let's see how this goes. Um, so first of all, we've got, uh, there's some Nintendo stuff, of course, has happened, it usually does, might as well update with you, it's uh, con- pretty consistent at this point, um, there was the Indie Developer Showcase, uh, which sort of happened, I think that one of the big things was that Cuphead is coming to Switch, people are really excited about that, uh, it, Cuphead is a, it's a, a very cool game, if you haven't heard about it, it's the one that is like, uh, all the art is animated, like it's an older cartoon, but, like, it's a video game that you can play with your hands, um, or whatever you want to play video games with. I won't judge. Uh, but, yeah, it's coming to Switch, and that's pretty neat. The other thing that was really cool was this game called Cadence of Hyrule. And it's sort of like a, um, like the Warriors games. If you know, like, Hyrule Warriors, Fire Emblem Warriors, where, like, it's a series, or maybe just one game from another developer, and it's getting the Zelda flavor to it. So it's this rhythm game. It's a Zelda, it's, this game is a Zelda game. But, like, it's sort of turn-based, but not like you wait your turn to go, but, like, there's a song, and there's a rhythm, and you do a thing at each rhythm, at each, you know, beat of the rhythm, and that's how you, like, play the game. So there's sort of, like, this calculation. It looks really cool. I wish I played more musical video games than I do. Rhythm Heaven looks really cool, and I've just never played it. But, like, this, I mean, I listened to the Beat, bo- beat Block uh, Skyway song, you know, the, the one that in Mario 3D World that has, like, the beeps that tell you when the platform switches. I listened to that song, unironically, with the beeps, because Rhythm is ironically, or just maybe it just makes sense. It's not how ironically works. It is my jam. I do like, I do <laughs> like me some rhythm games. So I'm definitely keeping an eye out on that. Um, of course, if you listen to the other podcasts, you'll know that Pokemon stuff happened almost immediately after uh, we recorded the podcast. Uh, so, I mean, I put the details in there. So, like, we've got the new starters. It's taking place in the Galar region. It's the United Kingdom we think, or, or uh, Great Britain, the island of Great Britain, 
And I don't know if, like, the rest of the United Kingdom is going to feature as, like, bonus areas. Pokemon does do the thing sometimes where, like, at the end of the game... What if Ireland... What if the island of Ireland... Ireland and Northern Ireland... What if that island is, like, the battle frontier? Like, the post-game content? That's a cool idea that you can credit to me. Even if someone else has had it, I thought of it originally just now. Um, uh, the other thing... So, there's the cool starters. You should check those out. There's this also this rumor going around... Um, about armored evolutions, it's sort of like, from what I can tell, it's not exactly like confirmed or denied. I think there, it's one of those things where like the they copyrighted, copyright they they trademarked the the like armored evolutions, the name, which you know with trademarks it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to do anything with it. it. Just means that they at least thought about it. Um, but there's no, if you hear any details about, like, what that is, those are just unsubstantiated rumors. It may be true, it may be not true, just like pretty much anything you could say about a Pokemon game. Like, my Ireland thing that I just said a little while back, that would count as a thing that could or could not happen. It's sort of like that maybe a little bit more credence to it, because people have thought about it, you know, for more than the, like, you know, 60 seconds that I've had this idea currently in my brain and told it to you through your ears. The other thing I wanted to talk about with the new Pokemon game was uh, that they're bringing back wild encounters not like they had in Pokemon Go. Much to dismay of enough people. I don't know exactly how many people were on the, like, let's go side. I was personally, like, I like, I kind of like the 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 way that wild battles work and it, i wouldn't like i wasn't like upset about the way let's go did i thought it was interesting i didn't play it but like it looked interesting and it, you know it might just be because that's the way i'm used to but like the the fishing analogy that they talk about where it's like how you have to like reel them in and also like that there is a co- like not a cost but like there's different incentive balances to whether or not you go out and capture a Pokemon. Are you going to stick around in an area and try to find every single Pokemon that you can in hopes you get like a rare or good one, or do you just take what you can, what you see immediately, right? Like there's a balance of that and just being able to run around every Pokemon and also only fight the ones that you want to fight. I don't know. It's just not how I like to play the game, but I can understand that other people like to play the game that way. So I understand if you're disappointed about that. But, I don't know, I feel like for a mainline Pokemon game, if they're trying to make it in counter to Let's Go, like, the thing is, is just that the the idea of going, because with Let's Go, the thing was that you're just catching pretty much, you're, you're really incentivized to catch just, like, anything that you see. Um, and, like, I mean, obviously, you, people will balance that based on, but, like, you get stuff, like, there is a reason to catch more than one of the same Pokemon, for example, beyond just, like, the people who are looking for, like, weird, you know, IV values and competitive stuff. There's, in Pokemon Let's Go, there's, like, reason to catch a bunch of Pokemon. In the, if you're talking about a more standard formula, when you take, with the, with the wild Pokemon in the tall grass random encounters, the, what you have is less of an incentive to catch more than one of the same Pokemon. You stick to a core team, and there's no, like, filling out the Pokedex is, like, something that you can do if you want to, but there's not really a re- in-game reward for it. And, like, that's just a different balance. Like, again, I, I don't think one is necessarily better than the others. The only, Aside from, like, maybe one metric that you could do is, like, how many one, like, the ratio of people who like one to the other 
is really the only metric that I feel like you could really judge it by. So, like, if you did a poll, if, if Nintendo came out with a poll and said, like, oh, yeah, no, like, 90% of people like the let's go method, so we're just going to do that from now on. But I think I think that they need they also just need time to balance it. There were definitely like issues with the system too. Like you like again like you had to have a bunch of pokeballs sort of thrown into the ecosystem constantly because you're catching so many pokemon. You don't want to have to be going and buying pokeballs all the time. So that would have to factor in. And I mean it just it does change a lot and I feel like people who wanted it I feel like assuming that you could just copy-paste the wild Pokemon system from Let's Go into a new game and leave everything else the same, I just don't know if that's going to gonna work. And, like, when they're coming at it from, like, having to build everything from the ground up instead of, like, copy-pasting uh, Red, Blue, and Green, or Pokemon Yellow, I guess is what Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee are, um, copy-and-pasting the world from that, you get a lot, you have a lot more freedom to, like, mess around with mechanics. That's, but that's been the case for all the remakes, right? Like, I mean, particularly Heart Gold and Soul Silver had the Pokemon following you, and then that, I mean, like, that was, and the Heart Gold and Soul Silver, I think, was the big, biggest example of, like, a bunch of mechanics that they put in that weren't really in other games. You know, it's a mechanic that they need to bring back unless they did, and I just don't know about it. The, the LA thing, where you could, instead of, like, L equals A is what it is. And so you can play the game with one hand. I don't actually thinking about it. You can play the game with one Joy-Con in one hand, I guess you could do for the Switch. Which, I mean, would be interesting. I don't think I've ever seen a game where you hold the Joy-Con in one... You only have one Joy-Con in one hand. That's something. That's some, That's an idea. I'm going to save that for when there are people to talk about that with. Um, but, like, you press L, the L button, the left button, or the left trigger, instead of A, and so you can use the control stick in that and basically play the whole game. Um, and, like, you even have the minus button on that, so, like, that would work. That would work, too. I, I think that's something that they could bring back. But, yeah, I, I, and I don't think, I also don't think that just because they're not putting wild, the Let's Go Wild Encounters in this game means that they're turned off to the idea forever. I mean... They brought back Pokemon walking behind you from Heart Gold and Soul Silver, so I think it's just a matter of. I really feel like it's a matter of this is the first like full, completely developed new game for Pokemon for the Switch, and I think they wanted to. Y there's only so many things that you can change at once. I think with that, and I think they wanted to give. If if it were me, and this if if it were me who was the person who had made this decision. My reasoning would be that I would want to give my developers less to worry about, you know, have more grounded things that they could stick to so that they have more time to focus on the other new stuff that needs to be in the game, that needs to be new, like the new continent or island or whatever it is. So those are my thoughts on wild Pokemon and the new Pokemon games. I am excited for them. Yeah, I, I, again, I didn't play Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Partly because I knew this was coming out, and I thought I would like this one better. Uh, I played Fire Red a lot when I was a kid. That was the first Pokemon game that I played. And so, like, it's cool. I like it. But I'm, like, I'm also kind of, like, I'm good <laughs> on that, in that area, if that makes sense. Like, I understand. I got it. I got it the first time. I played Blue. Um, so, like, I've got the, I've got enough of that, of the Kanto Pokemon experience, like, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm missing out. Um, all right.
It's me. It's a podcast with just me, Joseph Barton. You knew you knew that this was going to come. You were probably surprised that I didn't open with it. Let's talk about the Mega Man television show, Mega Man Fully Charged. It's been a while since I've talked about this, partially because I know that like way back when I was first getting into the podcast and then for a little bit when the show was coming back out, I, it was like all I could talk about. It was like every episode, and I felt like I was kind of overdoing it. But it's just me now. I'm not, you know, stepping on anyone else's conversation, though. So let's talk about the Mega Man TV show, because I talked about it to you enough. You probably want to know, like, what happened with it. Um, If you don't know anything about it, if you didn't listen to those episodes or you just forgot, which is fair. Um, Mega Man, the video game that is the video game series that I really like a lot, um, came out with a new TV show. It's the second... Mega Man TV show, the third one to feature, well, I guess if you count Battle Network, I don't know how many times you could count the Battle Network things, um, but, like, if you're talking about classic Mega Man, you've got the Ruby Spears cartoon, and then you've got Captain N, which features a very strange Mega Man, and he's like, Mega, word, I say Mega before Mega things, some Mega times, and, bleh. Um, but, uh, this new one, Mega Man Fully Charged, it's a 3D animated Mega Man cartoon developed, produced by Man of Action, the people who do Ben 10, or did Ben 10, I guess they still do Ben 10, but, like, the team that was doing this, that is doing this one is, or, like, producing it at the very least, or developing it, or whatever the word is, um, is, like, are the same people that did the original Ben 10 series, the which is a show about a kid who has, a wrist device that can turn him into different aliens and it's a cool show and i grew up with it so i like it a lot um it kind of it's fun it's kind of like mega man right like has an array of different abilities that they can use at specific times why do you think i've got a theme here kirby also (laughs) i've got taste i've got a taste um anyway uh so I've been watching the show. It's been it's been a lot of episodes. I don't know if it's going to have a second season because it's only ever on t- actual television at like 5 a.m. So no one's watching it on actual television. Uh, I think everyone who's watching it is watching it on the app, uh, which is what I do. I watch it on the Cartoon Network app or the Cartoon Network website. But, I mean, I, hmm, I like it is the thing, which is a different thing from, like, giving it a quality seal of approval. And I'm not also not giving it that. I just want to I just want to start out with the statement that I like the show. I enjoy watching it. I've watched all the episodes. I don't like every single episode. The show has a weird pattern of like they upload like a bunch of episodes at once before like they air on television, so they upload them in blocks, and every single one of these blocks almost always ends with the second to last episode is like a cool episode that I enjoy. And then the last episode is a bad one about Airman. I don't understand why all the Airman episodes are bad, but they are the worst ones. So that's something. So like, they're definitely ones that I would even recommend skipping. Um, and honestly, like if you're not, if you like tried to watch the show and you didn't enjoy it, I would recommend like skipping ahead a few episodes. Cause I mean like some stuff, there is some plot that happens, but like it's, pretty easy for you to be like as long as you know that you skipped episodes being like oh that's this is probably a thing that happened in another episode but i do i do enjoy it like the 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 plot in a given episode can be pretty hit or miss um there's some that i've enjoyed and some that are just like you know 
like I need to finish my science project before school and that's the whole episode um and there's not really much more to it than that or like I learned a lesson that had nothing to do with what happened during the first nine minutes of this episode um but like overall there is like this but first of all what I thought was really interesting was they have a different villain right his name is Sergeant Knight and he does have a big mustache, so he's got that going for him, for him Dr. Wily style. Um, but at first you're like, oh, so this is just the character who's robot racist. Okay, and it's going to be, like, really cheesy, and no one's going to be like, everyone's going to be like, well, yeah, obviously he's just evil. This, doesn't mean, this isn't interesting. It's just a guy who doesn't like robots, and he's a butt about it. Uh, but then he's working with the robots, and you're like, okay, that's strange. Is he, like, pulling... A trick on the robots but then like he's always working with the robots and like everything he does with the robots he has a secret robot identity where he pretends to be a robot and fight for robot rights so i don't know what's happening <laughs> um which is interesting like the fact that like and the the interesting thing about it is that his motivations like in any given episode are really clear like he wants to get one of the things it's like dr light has this MacGuffin called the mega key which can give you full, and I think that what they say is full access to a robot systems. And even in the show, like, Mega Man's like, uh, that seems like it could be misused even by someone with good intentions. I'm not entirely sure. I'm comfortable with this item existing. Um, so, like, they, they, they address it as something like that, which I thought was kind of fun and, like, you know, keeping it interesting. But, like, so he wants that, and obviously he wants it because, like, it's powerful, right? So he's trying to get it. So I, so I think that makes, you know, him engaging the villain and the, the activities of the villain engaging as someone, you know, to, to watch in any given episode. But it's also interesting that I don't know what, what he's up to. I don't know what his, like, long-term goals are. And I really hope that they don't let me... Because one of the things, too, is that, like, there's a bunch of other stuff. Like, there's this Proto Man-esque character who's, like, you know, Mega Man's mere uh, foil in terms of, like hero anti-hero sort of thing and like they've been pretty clear about like how it's like probably some kind of evil version of Mega Man built the same way or something because he's got like the same powers um the 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 descriptions of episodes call him like Namagem which is just Mega Man backwards I would like to point out that is not mentioned anywhere in the actual television show. In fact, they make a point to say that they don't know what his name is. So I don't know if that's actually true. It may end up being true. That's another thing because like there's certain things about this show that seem a lot more stupid on the surface than they actually are. Like the, I think one of the big ones was like Dr. Light. Like how does Dr. Light not know that his robot son is Mega Man. Didn't he build his robot son? And the show is pretty immediately like, no, he knows. He just like acts like he doesn't because the other characters don't think he does. Um, which you could argue like why that might be silly. But um, I will say the humor can also be pretty hit or miss. Um, there's definitely some episodes that just drag because they're, I mean, like they're all written by different people is one of the things. And I don't want to call anyone out specifically. Um, unless there was someone who wrote all the Airman episodes, because I kind of already did. I'm sorry if that's the case. 
Um, there's the first Electman episode. That's a good one. That one was actually funny. They they have like the transformation sequence, and it's one of the episodes where they like they goof around with it sometimes, and it's really good. I also really like the dynamic between Mega Mini. Seems like the kind of Mega Mini is just this little robot that lives in Mega Man's head, and he's like kind of like this gruff mechanic, but he's also this tiny little thing who lives in Mega Man's head. And, like, it sounds like it would be kind of annoying, but, like, they make it work. They, the two characters actually have enough chemistry that, like, it's not... There are still... There are sometimes... Probably one of the biggest things, the biggest flaws humor-wise about the show is that they'll often do the joke that goes on too long. Like, they hit their punchline, and then they try to get, like, one or two more punchlines out of that same joke. And you're just like, no, stop. You got it with... You got it in one... Stop trying to keep going. Like, just move on. Like, keep the pacing going. Because, like, they'll sit on a joke for, like, way too long, and it just wrecks the whole pacing of things. But then, so, but sometimes it is funny, and sometimes it tries to be serious, and you're kind of like, this is just a little silly. Sometimes it does actually, like, manage to make something connect, though. Like, um, it's established, Woodman shows up, and it's established that if Woodman gets hit with anything from Fireman, from a Fireman weapon that Mega Man has copied, that it, like, I don't know if they say it will kill him, but, like, they're, it's pretty explicit, like, he will be dead. Like, he will just blow up, which I think is, they don't play it for laughs, but I do think it is funny, considering how fire, how Heat Man's weapon works on Woodman and Mega Man 2, where it just, like, destroys him in one hit if you're playing on normal mode on the American version. But, like, there's, a, like, one of the things, and this is something I enjoy about the show, is that when Mega Man copies an ability, it comes with the caveat that he takes on some aspect of the robot's mental state, of the mental state of the robot that he copies from. Um, so with Woodman, Woodman is like this, nin, like made him, they made him like ninja-esque. They put all these twists on him, which like you may think is silly, but also like if you read any of the things, any of like the the added canon of the classic Mega Man series, like, they've all got weird personalities, so they're just doing different, different weird personalities, it's not really out of the question, but, so, like, when Mega Man copies his abilities, he gets really paranoid, and you spend the whole episode with Mega Man being super paranoid, and then, so, and, like, the idea is, like, through the episode, you're establishing, like, this is what's going on, like, in Woodman's head, like, even if he seems calm and collected, like, he's got this anxiety that he's dealing with, um, I don't know if they really go into it, like, as, like, a mental health issue, like, anxiety, or just, like, that he's paranoid, and they just kind of, like, drop it at that surface level of calling it paranoid. But, then at the end of the episode, like, Mega Man's like, oh, we need to use the fire weapon to defeat this guy, but Woodman's around, and if Woodman gets hurt, like, with this, like, he could be dead. And Woodman says, I trust you, and it does feel a little cheesy, but at the same time, like, it gives you, like... There's a strength to it because, like, you've seen firsthand through Mega Man, like, how paranoid and how nervous this guy is and how much he doesn't trust, he feels like he can't trust anyone. So, like, it works. And it's, it works on, like, a fairly basic level. But it does work. So I think this show, like, if you, if you haven't liked it, I would give it a chance. 
And they finally got good at making new Robot Masters. I think they made a new version of Quickman, and they just completely revamped Quickman into a completely different character, which is, like, good. I think, like, I, it's... Because they're already revamping... Like, one of the things about revamping is, like, you have to think about... And this goes for, like, the whole show, too. It's like, you have to think about what elements do you, do you need to keep to keep the flavor of it. And, like, for the Robot Masters, which they do use that term sometimes, it's interesting. I think they want to play with it. Um, but, uh, like, for the Robot Masters, like, you just want a bunch of robots with specific powers. And at first, they were bad at it, because out of the first three robot characters that they made, like, robot villains that they made, there was, that weren't, like, based on another Mega Man, uh, boss, two of them didn't have any powers. One of them was a boring chemistry teacher. I don't understand why people thought, let's listen to a guy who is explicitly boring. That wasn't great. Uh, Blasto Woman is a fun character, but also, like, she doesn't have powers, too. So it's kind of weird. And also the name Blasto Woman, just like... Like, even Jetpack, because she has a Jetpack. Like, even Jetpack Woman would have been better. Or just... But, so... Um, and the more recent one, they, they basically turned Quickman into this character called Chaotique, which is chaotic with the Q-U-E. And she's very fast and a prankster, which, like, goes along with, like, Mega Man both in this show and in extended classic canon of, like, just adding a quirk, a weird quirk. But it, like, it works because it's very different from, like, regular Quickman. But, like, if you're gonna change stuff, why not change you know, ever as many things as you want. And then, like, you know, they throw in details, like, at the end of that episode with her, she's like, I know who you are. Like, she knows Mega Man's secret identity. And the, uh, I'll get to that in a second. But, like, it creates good... I feel like, as as a whole, the show is very good at creating a long-term intrigue, a long-term interest. I am legitimately invested in what's happening to these characters long-term. Episode to episode, uh, sometimes it's just kind of like, the, I think the worst episodes are just, like, the ones where Mega Man gets an emotion from a robot master, and then he just has that emotion for a really long time, and then arbitrarily doesn't have that emotion anymore. And it's just like, I don't, he didn't grow, he didn't learn how to deal with it, he just stopped having the problem at, you know, a minute before the episode needed to end. Those are probably the worst episodes. But, like... It is, I, I think, and I mean, you know, it's not, like, a huge thing, but, like, shows in general are trying to adopt, as streaming becomes more viable, shows are adopting these, what is it, horizontal storytelling, verticals, I don't know. They're, they're, they're doing, like, these long-term plots that more, they're less just purely episodic, you can watch them in any order episodes. So, yeah. Oh, what, what did I want to say? Oh, The Secret Identity. We'll just talk about this, because how far, how long have we been talking about Mega Man? A while. <laughs> um, the secret identity works well enough. It kind of, like, balances because you know that, like, enough characters know about it. Like, his sister knows about it, the guy in his head knows about it, and Dr. Light knows about it, even if he, like, but pretends not to. So, like, there's a, there's a funny stress when, like, there's, I think there's one episode where he just, like, comes out of his bedroom as Mega Man and his sister is just like, what are you doing? This is our house. <laughs> our father is in here and could be in this room at any moment. Are you, are you crazy? So there was a funny line. And there's some funny lines between them, too. But, like, for the most part, it's not, like, 
It's not just like a, oh, I need to save the day, but I can't let anyone see me. Um, like, so it, it doesn't really factor in, like, the whole, like, balance. Because, like, the, the whole balance thing of, like, balancing your hero life and your real life, I don't know. It's kind of played, in my opinion. Like, you can do stuff with it, but, like, if you're going to do it, you have to, like, do something with it, I think, at this point. Because it's been explored pretty thoroughly in general. So yeah, I could probably say more things about the Mega Man television show. But let's pivot into other video game media. I don't know if we ever talked about this. I don't think we have. But there's the Sonic movie. The Sonic the Hedgehog theater movie. That's a movie that's coming out in theaters. That you can see in theaters. It's kind of like, I mean, like, there's Detective Pikachu, which is also like this sort of live action thing. We've seen some shots of Sonic. It's not great, but on, and I can't, here's the thing. Lots of people say it still looks bad, and I can see where they're coming from. I don't know if I actually think it looks fine, or if I'm just tired. <laughs> I'm just tired. It's been, Sonic, this whole thing has just been a crazy thing. Video game movies have been such a thing that at this point, I'm kind of like, you know what, whatever. Like, I don't have enough energy to invest in deciding whether or not this is actually good or bad it may look good in the actual movie once it comes out i still you know what that what they should do they should do the first episode of the hit anime television show sonic x the first episode of that is one of like two pieces of sonic media that have actually gotten sonic moving fast to feel real without doing some weird effect that's like Okay, you just put, like, a blue highlight behind him, but he's not actually, like, moving fast. If he, like, gets in a race with race cars, and he goes faster and faster until he breaks the sound barrier, that'll be a cool movie. Just make the whole movie that. No. I, I don't know if it'll work. There's also, like, a Mega Man movie coming out. We're just gonna go back to Mega Man real quick. I like Mega Man, so I'm, like, I want to see a Mega Man movie, but also, <laughs> Mega Man doesn't work as a movie. Like, there's the Mega Man fan film, and, like, super props to the to the people making it, because it's a fan film. But, like, I'm watching, you watch it, and you're like, yeah, this just doesn't, like, the basic idea of how the Mega Man, like, Mega Man 1's plot just doesn't work as a movie. Because you fight a guy eight times. Like, I mean, not the same one, but, like, like the middle of the movie has to be fighting a robot and you, you either you use your weakness or you don't use the weakness. And it just doesn't, like, translate. So you gotta, like, change a lot. And I just don't know. I don't know what you could change it to for a movie to feel satisfying without taking out so much of it. I don't, I just don't know. I don't know how you could do it. You'd have to change a lot. So I don't know if that's gonna be good. The Sonic movie, I think... I think it just... There's only so bad it can be. By that I mean Sonic is already kind of goofy and, like, doesn't have... It's kind of lost its seriousness. It's kind of... I don't want to say it's self-respect. But, like, Sonic tried to take itself really seriously for a while. And I think they finally moved past that. I think they've kind of accepted that they're kind of more... They're becoming, like, the cool uncle. Like, who's not, like, really cool by today's standards. But he's fun to be around. And he's, like, he... he he epitomizes this type of cool that was really cool at one point and now is just like an not a historical artifact but like 
a cultural artifact, right? It's not, like, super old, but, like, culture moves really fast. But, like, it still has, like, that appeal, that positive appeal without being, like, serious cool, if that makes sense. So, like, as long as they don't treat it too seriously, and even if they do, it'll still be fun to watch, I imagine. So, that's that. But let's let's move on. What the, hey, hey guys, hey everyone listening to me right now here in the podcast, what video games have you been playing in recent times? What video games have I been playing in recent times? I get to start. I don't get to start usually because I have to ask the question and it would be weird to start after asking the question, but I get to start. This is so cool. I enjoy it. I literally today downloaded this game called Baba Is You and you may have heard of it. It came out recently and It's this puzzle game on the Switch. It's a downloadable Switch game. Maybe other platforms. I don't know. I downloaded it on the Switch. But what you do is, it's like this basic, you know, grid, push things around puzzle game. But one of the things that you can push around is text. And this text has rules. So, for example, Baba is you. Baba is the name. I hear people call it a dog. I thought it was a bunny just because B-Baba bunny. I don't know. But, like, you're this little white blob it's not it's not super detailed graphics um but so like that but you could move like the word rock in front of is you and now you control all the rocks so you can move the word wall in front of is you and you control the walls and you can do things like wall is stop so you can't go through walls a skull is defeat so if you touch a if the thing that is you touches a skull it explodes um and you've got all these words and you can have like and and has um, and they, they really go, as far as I've played so far, they go, like, all out. And, like, each level has, like, different sets of words and different conditions for you to get to, uh, the whatever is win. So you have to touch what is win. Another thing is, like, that, uh, if you ever, like, if Baba is you, or something, like, if there isn't ever anything that is you, then you, it's just, like, the music cuts out, and there's just this, like, Cause like it's just like nothing exists, and it, it it really plays around with like, and it let like it gives you obviously like in every single puzzle like they can't let you do whatever you want because then the puzzles would be trivial. But like they make sure to set aside time, like set aside levels where like you get to do cool things that you want to do. Like you can turn yourself. I I don't want to spoil like all of the big ones, but like. I guess some that are, like, there's some where it's, like, you can, yeah, you can turn yourself into all the wall in a level, and you're moving all of the wall at the same time. Or, like, you could turn, you could say, like, box is Baba, and then all the boxes turn into your character so you can control all the characters. And so, and each, like, world has, like, a specific thing, a specific mechanic that, that you play around with, and then some added ones. So, it's a lot of fun. It's got hard really fast but the the thing that makes it fun to play is it's really quick to reset and you can you can undo moves infinitely like you just press a button and you go back and undo whatever you did and it's it makes the flow of the game so good every single puzzle game should have this because nothing stinks more than having to redo a thing over and over and over again because you accidentally pushed something into a wall and you can't push it back because it's against a wall now you have to undo all of this stuff. So it, it's really satisfying to do that. So yeah, I've gotten about partway through the game. I don't... This isn't a spoiler because I haven't 
done this is a suspicion that i have just because of the and not because of anything that's happened in the game just because this is a suspicion that you could develop just by me telling you about the game but i want there to be i'm hoping that there is some end game or mid game thing like in the witness if you've played the witness you know what i'm talking about where like partway through the game like like because you there's a map where you do a level selection and i just want there to be partway through the game where like something happens on the map and like you do stuff on the map and it's like oh the map was actually like a level this whole time or something like that um like do some kind of twist where because like the whole thing of the game is like turning yourself and putting weird properties like oh like in this level like you know not everything always makes sense like oh in this level all the key like there's a key and a door but like touching the key makes you explode and you actually have to like push the box into the door to unlock it or you have to like actually make the door unlockable before you can push the box into it to unlock it or and stuff like that um so and, and like so th they'll do times where it twists it. a lot of the time it'll at least start out with things that make intuitive sense otherwise like you'd have to read this long list of rules, especially as the levels get more and more complicated. But yeah, I just, I want there to be like a cool twist. And that's what I'm hoping for. I don't know. Again, it's not a spoiler because I don't know. I, I want to put, if you haven't played the game, I want to put this anticipation in for you, to, for you too. And I don't know if it's going to happen, but I think you'll enjoy the game. Anyway, it's on the Switch eShop and I can just look it up. Hold on. Oh yeah, it's on Steam. So yeah, you can play it on Steam too. Yeah, oh boy. <laughs> I'm, I'm running out of things to say. Um, I've been playing other games too. I've been playing a lot of Tetris 99 still. I've won like eight games, like kind of really close together, like over the course of like a week. And I haven't been able to recreate it again. Um, and I, it's kind of the bummer, to be honest. I miss being able to just, to, to get that like once like every two days that I play. Because I don't play it every day, but like. If I play it, I'll usually play it for a while. What else? Oh! Mario Maker 2. Have we even talked about Mario Maker 2? I want to talk about Mario Maker 2. Mario Maker 2 is coming out this... I, didn't, I, I should have talked about this earlier. But, like, Mario Maker 2 is coming out on the Switch. That's going to be super cool over this summer. Like, because a lot more people have a Switch than a Wii U. I'll tell you that much. So, and, like, the portability of it, like coming up with a because like you never like sit down to build a level you like get hit with inspiration you're like i want to do this right now so like and the, the portability of it hopefully they make good sharing options but they're adding a bunch of cool stuff i mean just go look at the trailer but yeah i'm really excited about that there's a lot of stuff that that, that could do what else have i been playing oh i guess i could update you on wargroove i beat wargroove i don't know if i said this on the podcast but i did beat it and i play been playing through the arcade the arcade it's uh, and I haven't played it in a while because of this, but the the arcade has like easy, medium, and hard. And like if you want to get everything, you got to do the hard mode because hard mode is just the same thing, but the enemies uh I think are stronger and they get twice as much funds as you do per turn because it's a uh, Wargroove is a tactics game and you get funds to build units based on how many places you've captured. So like the problem with that is like. It's very, it's fairly balanced on normal, but with hard, the different maps can wildly vary in difficulty. Because, like, if you have, if you each have three properties, let's say, right, then the difference between the amount of money that you're making and your opponent is making is, you know, uh, what, 300, right? I think that's the way the math works out. 
which like is an advantage, but it's not like a huge advantage, right? But like if it's like to the point where they're like they're making a thousand more than you per turn, or like enough that they can build like two dragons and you can only build one dragon. So like there's just some maps that are basically impossible on hard mode and other maps that are almost trivial. There's this one map that comes up. It's like this horizontal one. Like this very small horizontal one. You might if you play the game you might know what I'm talking about. And like I I've, I've got the formula down for that. I've played that level so many times. But it's just not fun to lose on the levels where it's just not pot like it feels I mean it is possible, I'm sure. But like it's just like a slug and also the the water ones especially in that they take forever it's just this slow crawl of sending turtle after turtle after turtle against your opponent Ugh. so i haven't been playing it a lot i enjoyed the campaign a lot but i'm i didn't like that but there's a whole bunch of internet content that i really haven't sunk my teeth into it's like supposed to be campaigns that you can play like download other campaigns and like people can like they give you a, a strange amount of freedom with the mechanics so like I there's there's probably a lot more in there that I have, could have the opportunity to mess around with that uh, I just haven't had the I haven't done it yet because I've been playing other video games. Um, I've been playing Smash Online some. I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Trainer. You may have seen it on stream uh, when uh, Anna and I were doing the stream. Uh, but yeah, Pokemon Trainer I like again the theme. I like having a bunch of different powers to switch between and just like having that like, oh, this if like instead of having bad matchups, I just like, oh, this character is good against this character. Like, you know, if a character is like wants to keep you at range, Squirtle is really good because Squirtle can close the distance really easily because Squirtle is very small um, and hard to hit and has like a bunch of options for that. Um, if you've got a character that, like, needs to get up close and doesn't have a lot of range, then Ivasaur is good because it's got a bunch of, like, moves that, like, happen at, like, this sort of mid-range distance and you, you can just throw Razor Leafs. And if you need to launch people off the stage, you can just use Charizard and use Side B. And a lot of the time it works. Um, but yeah, like, you can, you know, you can switch it up if you're, if, and so it doesn't feel like it's the same thing over and over again. So... I, I, yeah, that, I mean, I still like Mega Man and Bowser, but I think, as of right now, Pokemon Trainer is, like, my, uh, go-to for that. What else? I think that is all of the things that I have to say. Uh, Fortnite did an update and people don't like it. People still don't like Anthem, as far as I can tell. Those are other news things. I can't tell you more about them. So, yeah. Thanks for sticking with me. This may be a little bit shorter than a normal podcast because it was just me and my voice is getting tired from being the only one talking for so long to be one person talking. It went better than I thought. I hope it was at least interesting. I tried to be funny. I'm hoping it's at least interesting. Yeah, Uh, this probably won't happen again. Um, At least not like this. But I think this was an interesting success, especially for a time where I didn't have time. I want to say, just to, in case this was a concern, if anybody listening to this on the staff, this was not a case of, uh, nobody was able to make it this week, and so I'm mad, so I made a podcast in indignation. I was the one who didn't have time this week. I didn't want to, because I, I didn't know, I mean, I'm recording this Saturday night, which is like way closer to podcast release than normal because it's just been really busy over here 
Um, and I thought, and it was, I had the idea once, I knew that this week was going to be busy, and I knew that April Fool's Day was happening, so that's where this idea came from. It's not like out of any indignation of people not being able to make it or anything. Hopefully, if time allows, now that this sort of crunch uh, couple of weeks is over, we'll get you some other bonus podcast content with other people in it, in case this was not your jam, because <laughs> that would be totally fair. Uh, but I think with that, I'm going to end this episode. Uh, so thank you for listening to this episode, JD2, of the Game Cola podcast featuring me, your Joseph the Most, Joseph Martin, and no one else. I don't know if this was a good idea. Maybe it's not. We'll see. Um, if you like this, you could check out the actual internet website, GameCola.net. There's other parts of me there, and also other people. Besides just me. Um, the other podcasts that you could listen to have people besides just me. Oh my gosh, my voice is dying. Um, uh, you can also check us out on YouTube, gc.net, the letter G, the letter C, the word dot, the word net. We've got uh, Danganronpa is back up. Uh, I think it's updating. James was talking about updating every two weeks. I don't know if he started doing that, but it's at least updating every week. Um, and people seem into it, so if that's your jam, check it out. They're long videos, but... James and other people tell me that that's what people want. So, like, sink your teeth into it. I, I mean, like, what am I? I've been recording a order of magnitude hour podcasts. So, like, who am I to talk? Um, you can also check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Game Cola and you'll find us. Tweet at us using ha the hashtag, hashtag the GCPC. Hashtag the GCPC. Try to remember it. Uh, that's me, not you. I'm not telling you to, I mean, I would like it if you remember it, but it wasn't like a command. It's a new thing, so we're still getting used, still getting used to it, even though it's been, look, podcasts happen every month, so like, things stay new for a while. Like, this is going to be the podcast for April for an entire month, or the Game Cold podcast, the GCPC, for an entire month. So like, things take a while to become old. In podcast in Game Cola podcast time, Twitch.tv slash Game Cola. Now that I have some free time, maybe we'll stream again later in April. Do 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 do. I think. Oh, you can. Oh, check us out. Our Discord links are in uh, description on the Game Cola website or on our Twitter. You should be able to find an invite link. Join us and talk about video games. You can send us questions on Discord. You can send us questions by using the hashtag the GCPC. You can email us questions at podcast at gamecola.net. Whatever way works for you. Whatever way you want to send questions. Um, send them away, and I will get them, and we will read them on the podcast. Uh, I think that is everything. So, thank you for listening. Thank you for humoring me on this April Fool's Day. This was a weird idea. Hopefully it worked out. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I, I mean, if you're here, if you're here, listen. Genuinely, I appreciate you sticking around with this dumb idea that I had. Um, have a wonderful time of day. Whenever, like, you could be listening to this in the morning, in the evening, at night, afternoon. That's another one. That's another time you could be listening to a podcast. Whenever you're listening to this, wherever in the world, in the future, probably not in the past because that doesn't make any sense, but like 10 years from now, maybe me in the future. I listen to the podcast sometimes. I might come back and listen to this again. I don't know if I will because that's a little bit, it's a little bit egocentric to listen to a podcast where it's just you talking. But wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, thank you. And 
We'll see you later in the month, and also next month. Have a good April. peanuts before the podcast which was a bad idea because peanuts always just like if i'm just sitting around it doesn't matter but if i have to talk i can't talk after eating peanuts that's the problem that'll probably go in the end bit i was worried that i wasn't gonna have an end bit but then i said a thing about peanuts so i guess we do have an end bit